Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports, news, and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the eagle eye, Bill Serna. Now, it's time for Rollin' Eagles football pregame show. Here's Sonny Clark. All right, everybody, welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio here on the pregame show of your Rowlett Eagles as they are at home taking on the Plano Wildcats. And, of course, the pregame show being brought to you by the Bullet Experience and Melvin Bullet and his cast of characters within his family and the training with the pros attitude. You get it right there with the Bullet Experience. And it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether it's volleyball, basketball, soccer, maybe even flag football. But how about just the training programs? The training programs are amazing over there uh, for whatever you're trying to do, whether you're trying to get speed, whether you're an adult and you want to get into a good training program, or if you have a youth that you want to have a good training program for whatever sport they're doing, you can come in contact with the Bullet Experience. Do you want to get faster? You can contact Melvin Bullet. They'll help you figure out how to become a faster athlete. So check out the Bullet Experience, guys. This is a beautiful facility just on the outside of Waterview. So if you got the opportunity, head on over there. And if you don't know where, where Waterview is, the address to get to the Bullet Experience is 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. So you can get out there. You can also contact Melvin Bullet directly at 214-326-7853, and he can fill you in. And Melvin Bullet, there are not too many people out there that can say they stopped Tom Brady. Well, Melvin Bullet is one of them who has done so. Uh, so you know what you get when you have Melvin Bullet part of your training, part of your regular uh, fitness setup. So contact Melvin Bullet for that kind of stuff, and he'll get you squared away. Now, that having been said, and by the way, we thank him for his uh, sponsorship of the pregame show. That having been said, as we are set and ready to go here, the Rowlett Eagles are taking on the Plano Wildcats over at HBJ Stadium. And it's good to be able to get back out on the football field, and I'm sure the players are ready for that, as they were amped up and geared up all day long to take on the Rockwall Yellow Jackets last week. And that, folks, unfortunately did not happen. And that one really hurt my feelings because not only that, I mean, the pregame show, when we do the pregame show, I wish it only took the hour that we usually do the show. And if that's all it took, that'd be great. But unfortunately, it just doesn't work that way. You got the time that we're on air. You got production work. You got commercials. You got to make time to get the eagle-eyed Bill Cerna online. It takes time to do all this stuff, do the background, and get all the stats and all that. So the time that it takes to do this pregame show, we had it all set. Now, granted, you got to listen to the pregame show uh, last week, but we didn't get the game. 
And folks, that was the heartbreaking thing about the whole day. Uh, as I take Friday off, so we can be ready for this game. So we can do background, find out some things, and get ready for the game. And you, I'm usually too amped that work doesn't really happen. And when it does, it doesn't happen to where it should be because I'm amped up thinking about the game. Just like probably most people thinking about you know Friday Night Lights. That's what life is all about here in the. Dallas area Friday Night Lights but unfortunately last week Friday Night Lights did not happen as we had the remnants of a tropical storm that were rolling through this area and in fact it knocked a lot of games out to where they weren't even played I don't if if, I, the, if the games didn't happen on Thursday, I don't think any other games in the Garland ISD actually happened. I don't think anybody within the actual uh, 6A and the district that uh, the Rowlett Eagles are in, which is the 6A Region 2 District 10, played at all. Some played on Thursday nights. That's why you'll see some teams with uh, two games on their record, but there's two teams that did not get uh, an opportunity to play and one was Rowlett and the other was the Lakeview Centennial Patriots. The other games that took place took place on Thursday night or outside a district to where they got the game in. So that unfortunately, and folks, it started as Sonny Clark was headed over to the stadium. Now, just to give you an idea of what I do, I head to the stadium real early. I am ready to go. Uh, I want my. I want the audio set up. I want to do sound checks. I want to make sure the internet's working. I, I do a lot of things before the actual broadcast of the game happens. So I was out there really early, and we had a couple of problems over there. As we have one radio station that does cover the whole Garland ISD, but very rarely actually shows up. Now, this was a game where they were going to show up, and they actually did show up, but unfortunately the game did not go off. But we were actually moving around. They had a perfect place for us and had a set, thanks to Chris Curtis over at Rockwall. He's the media guy that got us set up. But when the rain started coming down, there developed a flood up on the second level of where the game is played over in Rockwall, over at that stadium. So that having been said, then Sonny moved again, and I didn't even set up because the lightning that was happening, it was, it was just, you know, th there was just no way that game was going to happen, unfortunately. So we did not get that game off and running, which was, it, it, it's almost like having anticipation uh, of something and having the rug yanked out from underneath you. That's how I felt, and I'm sure the Eagle Eye, and we'll talk to the Eagle Eye about that as well, I'm sure he felt the same way, because we get amped up and ready for these games, uh, especially, you know, obviously right here within our city, our team, the Rowlett Eagle. So we're always excited about that team being a good football team. And we want them to be a good football team. So um, 
the the want of to see the Raleigh Eagles play well did not come to fruition last week, and that is a heartbreaker. So, unfortunately, since the game did not happen, uh, the will they will not make up this game. By the way, since it was the Rockwall Yellow Jackets are not in our district. They will not make this game up. So it was a non-district game. So those games are not made up. If it was in district, the game would have happened the next day, and then we would have been out there. So unfortunately, Rockwall not being in our district takes away from the fun of that game. As I call it, the -the over-the-bridge rivalry for a reason. It's a great football game. And next year, though, the Rockwall Yellow Jackets will be at HBJ Stadium at the second game of the season. So that part's already figured out. But unfortunately, we got to wait another 360 days for that to happen. So what we are set for tonight is another out-of-district game going up against a football team that is not a bad football team, just to let everybody know, because last year the Rowlett Eagles did not beat the team they're facing tonight. Of course, that's the Plano Wildcats. Last year they got the victory over your Rowlett Eagles. It was one of the two that the Eagle or one of the three the Eagles did not win. So this one here has a little bit of revenge. Now, granted, this game was over in Plano last year, so this one here goes to HBJ Stadium, and we'll cover that. It's Friday, September 14th at a 7 p.m. kick. Now, here on the pregame show, we're going to take a look at a lot of things as far as this game is concerned. We'll still talk a little bit about the end uh, finished game that did not take place last week with the Rockwall Yellow Jackets. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, we'll take a look at the stats, where some of your players are with their stats to this point, and we'll bring bringing that up as well. So we'll do that. Also, uh, in this edition, uh, we finished the show. We saved the best to last. We'll bring in the Eagle Eye Bill Cerna when we'll talk about the game that we'll see. We'll also talk about what happened last week and um, some of the other things that he sees, whether it be the Plano Wildcats, the Rockwall Yellow Jackets, or, for that matter, folks, how about the first game within district that happens one week after this week? Uh, the first game over at HBJ Stadium, the Naaman Forest Rangers on September 20th. That is the first district game. It's the one that counts uh, for where they are going to be in the playoffs. So it really kind of starts there. It kind of stinks that we didn't get a full three games of out-of-district games to get ready for this game, but unfortunately that didn't happen. Now, if you remember correctly, your Rowlett Eagles got the victory over at the new state over in McKinney at the McKinney ISD Stadium. They got a big-time victory over the Boyd, uh, the McKinney-Boyd Broncos, 45-21. to We'll take a look at some of those stats because obviously no game was played. So we'll look at those stats and see where they are right there going into tonight's game against the Plano uh, Wildcats. We'll also take a look at their roster. We'll take a look at some of their guys that we have got to pinpoint in this game. That will be covered a little bit by me and as well with the 
eagle eye Bill Cernan. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're going to hear from our uh, sponsor, of course, that is Melvin Bullet of the Bullet Experience. And you go there, get that bullet training, whatever you need, you know, whether you need to get you know, some more speed, you need some more power, you need to be more explosive, you need to be, as an adult, to get that training that will help you be the best athlete you can be. Or how about that? Just this, folks, your youth, your kids, get the right trainings from a, a pro because your kids may think they know what they're doing. Your kids may think they have an idea, but learning from the pros, guys that have experienced it, whether it be a youth, whether it be high school, college, or the professional ranks, Melvin Bullet and the Bullet family, whether it be Jerry or Terrence, will be able to help you and your kids and to be better athletes and know what they need to know and most importantly, when they need to know it. You don't want your child getting so far ahead of themselves that they forget what they need to do in order to get to a certain spot. And that is what Melvin Bullet does the best, I'm telling you right now. And also, uh, flag football. They also have soccer, basketball, and volleyball over there. If you have the opportunity, if you have a child that wants to be a part of a group, a part of a team, team building is also a big thing at the Bullet Experience. So make sure you head on over there and check that out. They're located at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. Contact Melvin Bullet directly at 214-326-7853. And we thank him for the sponsorship of the pregame show. We're going to take that quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and your Rowlett Eagles radio network. We'll be right back. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we are a motivated team of coaches with the mindset of helping you achieve and reach your highest goals. Having developed and trained over 100 Division I athletes as well as Division II athletes, even professional athletes, the Bullet Team definitely has the knowledge and mindset to take you to the next level. Check out our new 22,000 square foot facility and 3,000 square foot weight room along with 4,500 square feet of outdoor turf and covered training area along with football and soccer fields. Contact Melvin Bullet at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Do you need a website but not sure where to start? Baggies will listen to your needs, find out what's important to you, and provide a game plan to help you and your business succeed. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. 
This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your rally at Eagles, letting you know about Baggy's Web Solution. Why should you choose Baggy's Web Solution? We believe in giving our client the ultimate in flexibility. We only use the industry standard software, providing you with almost limitless options when configuring your website and email. Want to use WordPress? No problem. Want to use Google Apps for email? No problem. So call Baggy's Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggy's Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sunday Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Karen McKinney of Budget Blinds of Rowlett. Find a little inspiration by browsing our product, whether it be the latest trends, child safety, or smart home technology, and more. Contact Karen McKinney at 972-722-9300 or visit her on the web at budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. You can also learn who they are as well as their approach and products, and you can also schedule a free home consultation. Again, contact Karen at 972-722-9300 or log online, budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. Newly constructed, this lovely colonial couple features charming design and an asymmetrical roof. Household comes pre-furnished with one full cat and two sets of matching parents. Bright accents and pleasant decor. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs for homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. Built in 2004, this Midwestern family boasts strong foundations with sunny interiors. Plus two twin-sized girls, one fixer-upper son, and one built-in bloodhound. Also comes attached with walk-in in-laws, located just around the corner. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs for homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles asking, are you dealing with unpleasant smells or odors in your home? Is there a foul odor that you just can't find? Your best bet is to contact my friend Michael Smith of Lone Star State Mitigation. Mike is an expert when dealing with pet odors, urine, smoke, or unpleasant smells that you just can't pinpoint. He's also an expert in dealing with issues after a pipe bursts in your home or an emergency that causes damage. You need to contact Mike at Lone Star State Mitigation. Give him a call at 469-360-2997. Lone Star State Mitigation. Restoring the calm after the storm. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting. Are you tired of seeing those love handles? Or do you just want to change your own image of yourself for a new you? Make sure you check into Perfection Body Sculpting, located in the heart of Rowlett. 
A $69 initial consolation fee includes a 30-minute session of Laser Lipo. So start the New Year's off with a new amazing special from Perfection Body Sculpting. And remember, your goals are our highest priority. Contact Tammy at 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionsbodysculpt.com. Welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is the pregame show of your Rowlett Eagles as they're getting ready to take on the Plano Wildcats. That will be coming to you live from HBJ Stadium at 7 p.m. Folks, don't miss out on that. Our coverage starts right at 7 o'clock as we got a three-hour window to get the game in. So this is the reason why you get the pregame show early. Thursday, 2 o'clock, you get the information that you'll need going to it. And you can listen to the pregame show anytime after 2 o'clock right up to the game uh, to get ready for the game. So that's the most important thing. So make sure you get the information that you need or want or desire going into the games. Now, taking a step back as we were at Rockwall last week. Now, folks, I got there real early, like I always do, as we get set up for the uh, broadcast. You know, we got to get the sound. We got to get the Internet. We got to make sure that we are set and ready to go for the game. And over there, Rockwall, Chris Curtis, set me up. And I want to thank him very much. He goes out of his way to make sure that we have a spot, even though the other radio station was there. Now, folks, I only call Rowlett Eagle games. There is a radio station that covers the Garland ISD. The only problem with that is, is A, they're not always live. B, they're not always at the game. C, and if they're not live, you can you hear the game on a delay. And in, in the middle of the night, who wants to listen to a game that they already know the score on so that's why we work so hard that's why i'm the hardest working man in sports radio to bring these games to you live now folks we also don't always get the best seat in the house and i'll give you an example when we go over to williams there's no room for really anybody up there for broadcasting so we actually sit over in the coach's shack on the visitor side um right behind the uh the crowd uh they have the uh the scouts from the other team and the coaches from the other team scouting the game uh, for the teams that they're playing. And we got that little room next door right to it. So that having been said, that's where we're at usually when we're over at Williams. If we're over at HBJ Stadium, they put us up in one of those booths right up there and we call those games for you. 
But last week, we didn't get the opportunity to call that game because of not rain, although the rain was coming down really bad. And I don't know if they call a game because of rain, but they will call it for lightning. And, folks, that's what happened. I had gotten all set up and ready to go, was about ready to shoot my picture that I normally do just to save what it looked like. Uh, the clouds starting rolling in over Rockwall. And then maybe about 10 minutes after that, that's when it started. It was the lightning. The lightning strikes all around that the stadium were happening multiple times uh, before the game. Multiple times within an hour. And I'm talking about seven or eight times within the two hours before the game. And then uh, right up to game time, there was a lightning strike, which kicked it back. Uh, and during that time, there was also some more lightning in the area. So they finally called the game at 830. And it was... It was a letdown because of the most exciting game of the year. We're, we're talking about the Rowlett Eagles taking on the Rockwell Yellow Jackets. And, and, and folks, say whatever you want. This is the best rivalry, in my personal opinion. I say it every year. I say it often. And the last time the Rowlett Eagles uh, met them, they got the victory. The time before that, they met them. They also got that victory. Both times over at the Cotton Bowl as they were taking on the Rockwall Yellow Jackets. And those two games, they have won those two games by a combined nine points. So that was a, a, a crazy time. Now, back in 2016, Rowlett led the Rockwall Yellow Jackets 31-12 to before Rockwall ripped off a total of 20 points straight to take the lead, and Rockwall hit a fourth-quarter field goal to take home that victory. We were at that game. That was one of those heartbreakers that were out there. So um, that that was the uh, last time the Rowland Eagles lost to the Rockwall Yellow Jackets. And they, they, if you were looking at the stats before the game, you saw Rowlett scoring five, uh, 45 points, Rockwall scoring 42 points in their uh, first game. So the Rowland Eagles had the three-point advantage of scoring, but it was the points against that were big. Rockwall allowed 49 points uh, in their first game against Lake Highland, and the Rowlett Eagles only gave up 21 points, and that was also against McKinney Boyd over at the new McKinney ISD Stadium, which, by the way, was magnificent. Also, the Rowlett Eagles, though, only 416 yards. I say only because Rockwall had 426 as they were in comeback mode trying to get back into that game, which they ended up losing. Rowlett Eagles passed for 232 yards. Rockwall passed for 330. As when you get behind in games, you start putting the ball up in the air, and that's what you saw with Rockwall. The Rowlett Eagles rushed the ball against Boyd 184 yards. They only got 96 yards rushing, 55 coming from their running back and the other obviously coming from their um, their quarterback that did uh, the, most of the runnings. Uh, the Rowlett Eagles gave up 232 yards. Rockwall gave up 559 yards. So that game would have been really good because you never know what was going to happen, but if you go by the numbers, the Rowlett Eagles would have been able to take that game and probably get the victory if you go by the numbers. So, losing that game I don't know how it affects a football team. And frankly, we don't ask. We, we just call the games. 
but it still has to take something away from it because you were both looking to be real, you know you were looking to have a shootout because between both of these teams they they put up a total of 86 points in the first week of the season so we were looking for that big game we were looking to have a good game to start off the season as your Rowlett Eagles were taking on the Rockwell Yellow Jackets now the Rowlett Eagles they they move in they have the Plano Wildcats and that's where we're at the Plano Wildcats and this is a tough game because your Rowlett Eagles took the loss against this football team last year so the Eagles have got to play a little bit better. Just to give you a little tale of the tape, and if that's what you want to call it, the Plano Wildcats, um, they're scoring about 49 points a game. Your Rowlett Eagles were scoring 45. Again, your Eagles only gave up 21 points, but the Plano Wildcats, they're giving up 38 points a game. But... You also take a look at some of the other numbers, like yards per game. Your Eddy, uh, uh, I marked that. They play in a Wildcats, uh, 411 yards per game. Your Eddy goes right there at 416. The Plano Wildcats with uh, yards allowed, they are giving up three, uh, mark that, 438 yards. Your Ed Eagles were only giving up 232 yards. And now, granted, it was only one game for your Rowlett Eagles. We don't know what they would have gave up against the Rockwall Yellow Jackets, but if you go by the numbers, those numbers just kind of think they'd be about the same or maybe a little bit better. Uh, you could be pretty happy with it. Now, what are you getting when you get the Plano Wildcats? Well, we get the same guy that was here last year throwing the football and getting the victory against your Rowlett Eagles, Cole Winnett. So Cole Winnett, um, right now passing 97 yards, 4 of 10, no touchdowns, which tells you, and the Rowlett Eagles, and we'll talk about this with Bill, the eagle eye himself, this game will be all about trying to stop the run. And uh, you can say whatever you want about a football team. When a football team runs, um, it usually opens up the passing game, but not in this case. This is really on uh, Kyron uh, Cumby, who uh, has 385 yards, an average of um, 17 yards a carry, guys. And, and I'm telling you, that number is really ridiculous. I went back and looked at it again to make sure that it was right. But he's averaging 17 yards a carry. All right, and he's got six touchdowns out on the on the season. Now, when you look at that, you you know you got to stop that running game. And the Eagles' defense, they know how to stop the running game. We saw that last week when they were taking on uh, the Broncos of McKinney Boyd. Now, also, what the Rowlett Eagles are going to be looking at, uh, they'll be looking at Hirana Adasi. Adasi in, uh, has two catches for 54 yards. This is a football team that does not care about the pass. So you got to probably are going to have to sell out to the rush 
in order to stay into this game um, and s make sure that you don't get beat in the passing game. Uh, because when you're going to sell out to the rush, that means you're going to put eight in a box. And I, I, that's exactly what I expect to see uh, in this game, seeing eight in the box uh, up against a rushing team that we're about ready to see. So when you look at what you're about ready to look at straight up, you got a running game coming out of you. Now, you look at the Rowlett Eagles, they're just a little bit more balanced. 21 to 31, 232 yards, two touchdowns for Chase Dupal. Chauncey Amos, 121 yards. He's averaging nine yards a rush. Okay, he's got one touchdown. And then receptions out there. And folks, I'm going to tell you, it's nice to see a guy that is involved with it. Jerry Evans, uh, big time for your Rowlett Eagles, um, is out there. Nine receptions, 136 yards, and two touchdowns. So when you look at the numbers and you see these stats and you see what's coming your way, you know that you'll see a balanced uh, attack coming from the Rowlett Eagles. And you also see the points that are allowed in the game that Rockwall gives up. Now, or mark that, Plano gives up. And the yards that they give up, 438 yards. If the Rowlett Eagles, you know, is doing what they normally do, they, you know, in that first game, 416 yards of total offense, when a team is given up 438, you can look at about 400 yards of offense coming your way from the Rowlett Eagles. I'm going to tell you right now, that's probably a recipe for victory for your Rowlett Eagles as they move into this game. So... Let's just take a look at a couple of things here really quick. Let's pop over to what we see as far as the standings right now. Now, granted, again, there's two teams that have only played one game. The rest of the teams have been out there playing more. And there's even a team that has played three. So when you look and listen to the standings, be ready for what you're going to hear. Okay. Rockwall or Mark that. Lakeview and Rowlett are 1-0. Now, obviously, sitting on top of the standings at 1-0 undefeated. North Garland, 2-0. South Garland is 1-2 on the season. The Saxe Mustangs, the Neiman Force, and the Wiley Pirates all 0-2. And I left another team out there that is 0-2. Um, that is the Garland Owls. I want to just put this out there because only a few short years ago, we were talking about really how good the Garland Owls really were. And unfortunately, we're not getting that for the last three seasons from the Garland Owls. So I'm hoping and I'm praying that we see a little bit more for from them. But the new team that's coming within the district, that's 6A, Region 2, uh, District 10 is the Wiley Pirates. Now, Wiley has not been putting up great big numbers. They've been giving up big numbers, but have only averaged 13 points a game in the two games that they've played, and they've given up over 40, about 42 points a game. So, you take a look at the Neiman Forest Rangers, who had a good season last night. They're 0-2. They've only scored 14 points this season, giving up 68. Now, granted, these are out-of-district games, but that's just the way it works. And talking about Garland, Garland have only scored 10 points in the two games that they have played. 
but they've given up 53 as well. The Saxe Mustang, who gave up a heartbreaker in week number one, they're 0-2. They've scored 42 points this season, only given up 50. Now, they only lost that first game by two because of that long 49-yard field goal that the Coppell Cowboys put through the uprights. South Garland, 1-2. They've scored 60 points, but they've given up 131. And North Garland, with their 2-0 record, they've scored 65 points, and they've only given up 30 in the two games, so an average of 15 points a game. So that's what you're getting with the Rowlett Eagles and what's going on with them. Now, when you take a look at some of the other ones, as far as what your Rowlett Eagles are going to deal with, they're going to deal with a football team that are the Plano Wildcats. Now, the Plano Wildcats got the victory last time they were out on the football field, 72-48, to 48, and uh, in kind of a shootout against El Paso Eastwood, outside district game, so it wasn't there. But they lost by one game against Hebron. Uh, so that's what the Rowlett Eagles get this week. They get a, a football team that can score some points. And I look, I look at this game, and you saw the 48 against El Paso. Not as good as Hebron. I'm expecting the number and the points scored to be around that, around that 28 points or less in that area, in between 24 and 28 points. So that means your Rowlett Eagles got to get into the end zone four or five times in order to get the victory. And they, the Rowlett Eagles are. Definitely capable of doing that without question. So, with this game, Plano, they're taking on Rowlett. Next week, they get a big game. So, we also have the fact of matter as Plano and the Wildcats have Allen next week. Will they be looking past this game because of that big game that's happening around the corner? Say whatever you want about it. That's going to be a big game. And then the week after that, it is the same city rivalry, Plano West against Plano. So those are the games that are headed their way for your Rowlett Eagles in in this game. So when you look at what's going on and where they are, let's take a look at some of the stats that are coming from Plano. We, we talked about Cole Winnett already, at the, and we talked about the rushing that's coming from him. But some other guys that rush the football is uh, uh, Taylor Hines, six rushes for 147 yards. He has four touchdowns, and Winnett also rushes the football. He's rushed the ball 12 times already this year for 99 yards and a touchdown. Cody Christ, uh, 10 rushes, 54 yards, and a touchdown as well. So those are some of the other folks that rush the football. Other guys that catch the football, two catches, 54 yards, no touchdown for Adrasi, and then Sabatini, two catches, 43 yards, and then uh, Cumby out of the backfield, two receptions, 28 yards. He's the only one with a reception uh, touchdown. So uh, the other wide receivers have not gotten into it. So obviously this is a football team that sells out to the rush, so the Raleigh Eagles have to play it that way. You will see a lot of single coverage, a lot of island coverage out there, um, and I think you'll probably also see the Raleigh Eagles defense play off of those wide receivers, expecting 90% rushes compared to 10% passing. You don't need to be getting these those unnecessary flags down the field uh, when um, 
you got a team that doesn't pass the ball. So unnecessary flags in the passing game is something the Rowlett Eagles cannot fall victim to because when you just get when you um, just have those kind of things, you 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 those are silly penalties, especially with a team that won't throw the football. So that's what your Rowlett Eagles have coming their way uh, a little bit later. Now. That having been said, we talked about the Rowlett Eagles, and in the halftime show, we're going to talk a little bit more about the North Garland uh, Raiders. That is, or mark that, the Name of Forest Rangers. That is the first uh, district game. We'll take a look at some of their stats in the halftime show. Who are guys that we're going to look at? So in the halftime show, make sure you hang around there because we'll talk about the first district game. We'll also talk, talk to Nathan Johnson. He is a guy that's running for Congress right here in our area. He uh, is a gentleman that has been putting in a lot of time and a lot of effort in this area um, as we are in District 6. 16. That is the seat that Nathan Johnson's running for on the Democratic side. So uh, if you have any questions regarding that, you can go to NathanForTexas.com. So you can see that. You can hear a partial interview that I did with him on our show on On the Air with Sonny Clark. So make sure that you get that opportunity to head on over there and see those or or hear that interview. In the halftime, you can also hear the whole interview on On the Air with Sonny Clark. So make sure you head on over there and check that out. So your Rowlett Eagles taking on the Plano Wildcats. Let's take a look at some of the numbers of the Rowlett Eagles as the Eagles are uh, a football team that has got a lot of production from a lot of teams. And that are a lot of players on the team. And that alone is huge. Now, granted, this was only one game. I don't want anybody to fall over themselves, but... Um, when you got a team that plays as well the Rowlett Eagles did, you, you got to be happy with what you've seen out on the football field. So, taking a look, I mean, we talked about we talked about the the top producers in that game, okay? And we'll we'll talk a little bit more again. Uh, Chase Dupal, twenty-one and 31, thir- uh, 232 yards, two touchdown passes, a big stat that has a zero on it is where it needs to say is interceptions. So Chase DePaul not throwing. Also, giving some big time uh, short passes and a lot of yakety yak. And what I'm talking about, yakety yak, yards ass after the catch. So yakety yak out there um, in the passing game. Um, So nine receptions, 136 yards, averaging 15 yards a catch is Jerry Evans with two touchdowns. And Trevon King, six catches, 61 yards. Antonio Hall. Five catches, 37 yards uh, as well. Rushing the football, of course, you had Chauncey Amos. 13 rushes, 121 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, 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 Chavari Hunt, five catches, uh, rushes for 32 yards. Josh Expo, four rushes, 27 yards. Now, folks, he had two of them that he ripped off. Um, at about 30 yards a, a pop, so he could very easy have an extra 60 yards up on top of it. Uh, Chase Dupal also rushing the football, 10 rushes, 17 yards. He also has a touchdown. And Alex uh, Rutt, five rushes, nine 
yards, and he also has a touchdown. So looking at those numbers and where they are, that's what the Eagles are set up. That's what we'll see. So this one's going to be a big one. This one is a game where your Raleigh Eagles are going to have to come to play, as last year they uh, they lost to this Plano Wildcat football team. So Eagles looking to get a little bit even there, and we'll see what ends up happening a little bit later on in that game. As I think at halftime, we're going to have a real close one at halftime. I just there's something about this game that tells me that we are going to be really close, and either a, a team will stretch its leg uh, really kind of towards the end of the third quarter going into the fourth quarter one of these two teams I have a feeling will stretch it away um, hopefully that will be the Rowland Eagles but and the Eagles again keys to the game when I look at it we'll talk to the Eagle Eyes about that is selling out to the rush without question this is and when we come back everybody we're going to go directly to the Eagle Eye Bill Cerna as we talk about what happened last week and talk about the game that's happening up this week. So we'll take that quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and your Rowlett Eagles Radio Network. We'll be right back. The Jerry Bullet Training Center located just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett, Texas is the place to go for your kids to get the proper training they need for their athletic skills. Ran by the Bullet family, Jerry, Melvin, and Terrence, all professional athletes, you're sure to get the training that your kids will need for their success. Contact Melvin Bullet at 214-326-7853 or stop by their locations from the hours of 5.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. until 8 p.m. at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett, Texas, just outside of Waterview. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. There is nothing that beats good home-cooked barbecue. 
Since 1941, Dickey's Barbecue has done all the cooking and you take all the credit. Whether you want real Texas brisket, Virginia ham, southern pulled pork, or fall off the bone ribs, Dickey's Barbecue is the place to go. Choose from our favorite sides of barbecue beans, creamy coleslaw, potato salad, jalapeno beans, and many more. Come see us today at our Rowlett location, 5701 President George Bush Turnpike, Suite 110, in the Target Shopping Center. Whether you want to eat in or take it home, we will fix you up. Don't forget, for your next event, call the catering guy at 972-345-6424. That number again is 972-345-6424. Come visit us today at 5701 President George Bush Turnpike, Suite 110 in the Target Shopping Center. Also, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash for lip-smacking, rib-tickling, knee-slapping, foot-stomping, great-tasting barbecue, come see us at Dickie's Barbecue today. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Chang Lee's Taekwondo in Rowlett. At Chang Lee's Taekwondo, we specialize in all types of Taekwondo, and you can also sign up for free instruction classes. That's Chang Lee's Taekwondo, modern training with traditional values. Check out our website for grand opening specials or one-month Taekwondo classes for $49. That's at Chang Lee's Taekwondo, located at 2212 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 100 in Rowlett, or give them a call at 963-506-4483, or check them out on the web at www.mychainlees.com. Being taken for a ride? Check out Costlow Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Costlow Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road where we make insurance fun. Or check us out on the web at costlowinsurance.com where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement failed to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62. Because these decisions are so important, my firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nesteggadvice.com.
And welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show as we are set here, the pregame show for a uh, game that we saw the Rowland Eagles lose last year, as I was so uh, reminded of from... The Eagle Eye Bill Serma. Good morning, Bill. Well, actually, good evening. Good morning. How are you, my friend? <laughs> good morning. Well, I just woke up from the nap, too. So there you go. So that's, oh. that's where we're at. You bet. Hey, that's what happens when you get enough, don't get enough sleep. You lay down and get the nap. But we are set here. And a, a big-time game here. I, I, the Raleigh Eagles are at home taking on Plano. And uh, I was looking at everything as far as this game was concerned. And, it, and it's just one thing that just stands clearly out. This is a football team and the Plano Wildcats that don't throw the football. They only run the football. Yeah, and that's been their uh, the tradition of uh, the Wildcats uh, is their running game, and they really took advantage of it last year against uh, Rowlett. Uh, you know, Rowlett first couple games last year they looked pretty good against the run, and then, and then they came up on this Wildcat team, and they just ran them off the field. And that was one of the things, and we talk, we we talked about it on the broadcast and things of that sort. This is a team that. Uh, found it very easy to break through the big, uh, and the Eagles knew what was coming at them last year as well. Uh, they knew that the running game was going to be there, and uh, they just ran it down their throats, right? And usually right up the middle and breaking off those big runs, and and that's the thing the Raleigh Eagles have got to stay away from this year is letting uh, the Wildcats run wild on them right there in the middle. Um, so the Eagles are going to have to definitely uh, have their linebackers and everything all set and ready to go. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, if they didn't do anything fancy, they just came out and they just started running the ball, and we knew they were going to run the ball uh, as a majority of their offense. You know, I think it was like 80% of their uh, offense was on the on the ground, so we knew it. Uh, you know, Coach uh, McCullough from uh, the Wildcats, he 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 just makes it uh, plain and simple and says, look, I'm gonna, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do it. I'm not going to switch it up on you, and uh, you beat me that way. And, um, uh, you know, they came out ready, and then Raleigh was not ready for that running game last last year. Yeah, and and I look at this game, and I've just wondered to myself. I think the Raleigh Eagles, especially when you look at the wide receivers for Plano, um, we're not talking a lot of uh, receptions out there. The Eagles are definitely going to have to sell out to the run and say, "Hey, beat us on the corners, beat us in the passing game if you think you can." And this year, I look at the Eagles and I look at the defense. Of course, we only had one game against McKinney Boyd, um, but the Eagles really kind of handled McKinney Boyd throughout that whole game as they got the victory 45 to 21. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They really uh, uh, took control of that game early and just uh, and just uh, uh, ran with it. You know, having that extra week uh, off, you know, at the, we all wanted to see the, you know, Rowlett and Rockwall game last week. But, uh, you know, at the, going from that first game and now uh, taking that extra week off um, because of the weather and now coming out again, um, they're definitely going to have uh, – be prepared. Hopefully, they're ready to go and uh, and can uh, handle that running game. And that's going to be the key in the reality of the whole thing. As the Eagles are a more balanced offense, I'm not worried about the Eagles scoring, and I don't think you are either. Especially when you got Chase DePaul having the success that he had in his first game, 
spreading the ball around to about four or five wide receivers and then three guys actually running the football as well. So the Eagles more uh, of a roundabout team. Uh, so scoring points isn't going to be the problem. It's going to be whether or not they can prevent the other team from scoring, knowing what's coming at them. And sometimes that's the biggest challenge. You know what's coming and you've got to be able to stop it. Well, and with uh, Plano, especially with their defense, uh, they're only bringing back three starters from last year, so that's where they really got hit was on their defensive side. Uh, you know, on the offensive side, when you have a, a runner like a, a Karon Cumby, which just ran like crazy last year on us, um, you, you know that the, their offense is going to be able to move the ball. Uh, it's just going to be uh, concerning how is their defense going to be able to hold up with that rally offense. And looking at the numbers and things, uh, so it's a Plano Wildcats took the loss against Hebron by one point, um, and then they got the big scoring, knowing exactly probably what was coming their way as well. Uh, when you looked at it, the Wildcats had uh, East, uh, it looks like El Paso Eastwood, uh, they got the victory 72-48. to And looking at that game, and I was looking at the numbers, only six points were scored in the first quarter of that football game, and that came from El Paso Eastwood. So they ripped off 72 points, uh, that being the Plano Wildcats, in the quarter, second, third, fourth quarter. Second and third and fourth quarter. There we go. I got it out. Yeah, what a showing last week. And, I mean, just on both sides of the ball, I mean, uh, for both teams, I mean, to put up over 120 points combined between the two teams is just amazing. So a lot of uh, a lot of us that were sitting in uh, in press boxes or in the uh, in the locker room not being able to play it, these guys were uh, lighting it up. Yeah, so we're looking forward to what's going on this week as far as the Rowlett Eagles are concerned. New sponsor, by the way, just to let you know, on the flag. So when we're throwing the flags, everybody, Dickie's Barbecue is going to be uh, recognized as uh, uh, the uh, the Dickie's Barbecue flag that's going to be thrown. And that's going to be something that the Rowlett Eagles, you know, you take a look at the Rowlett Eagles. This is a traditionally, uh, uh, you know, flagged football team. They get flagged quite a bit uh, in a football game. Um, this one right here, I, but when I looked at this game, I don't expect a lot of flags knowing what's coming out their way. So whether or not that they'll stay disciplined to stay within their lanes and do the right things, and that's going to be the difference in this one. But you take a look at what's going on here, not to look forward to next week, but next week is the the, the time for the Raleigh Eagles to get set and ready to go right in uh, district. What do you think only having two games going into district is going to mean for this Raleigh Eagles team as they take on the Neyman Forest Rangers at Homer B. Johnson Stadium? Well, you know, uh, you you want to have that game against uh, uh, Rockwall, not only because it's Rockwall and because of that that rivalry, but you know, there's there's stiff competition. They, you know, they're definitely going to uh, you know they're a tough team to play, and and uh, you know, going up against them really does wonders for the team. Losing that game definitely uh, hurts. I mean, you're going to only have two uh, non-district games before you get in the district. Um, so I think. Uh, I don't think it's going to hurt them, but I'm sure that they would have really liked to have been there. 
And Naaman Force, unfortunately, 0-2 out on the season and only scored 14 points on the season. And that's another thing as far as looking, you know, it's hard not to look forward to what's going to be happening uh, right here within our own district. But we got some teams that really, in reality, if you look at it, really kind of disappointing. Uh, Saxony Mustangs 0-2, the Garland Owls 0-2, Naaman Force and Wiley all 0-2. But stepping back and going to that Garland team, we were talking about this just as we were waiting for the weather to see if it could come out is that the Garland Owls, you know, we're just talking like just about three short years ago, we're talking about the Garland Owls being a really good football team and improving and boy, that team has definitely took a uh, big time U-turn uh, as being a good football team within this district to where it's they're not a very good football team and the top four look a little bit different or will they as we're not getting very much from Wiley and Lakeview, uh, Rowlett, uh, Saxe, though, 0-2, already behind a little bit, and then the last spot. So looking at our district and looking who is in there, we kind of talked about a little bit when we had the pregame show for the uh, Rockwell Yellow Jackets. Uh, The face of this district has changed, but really maybe the results might not be very much different unless... Uh, we can see the Wiley um, Pirates pick up their game. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and uh, you know what? With Saxe being 0-2 so far, I wouldn't take too much uh, uh, worry of that. You know that they're always going to be ready. And, you know, you look at the competition they've uh, played uh, here in the in the non-district. You know, they've, they've played some good competition. Some of these other teams, yeah, it's kind of uh, some disappointing losses that we've seen so far uh, from uh, a few of these teams. Uh, in the non-district, so it's. But you know, when you get into the district games, it's. You know, as a, you're really going to have a, um, some good competition between them too. You know, at uh, some of these teams are not talented. Um, they're uh, undermanned. You know, we've seen it in the last few years. Some of these schools that yep. have really um, uh, had a, a short shortness of players. Uh, we've seen uh, some teams that have, uh, you know, uh, we have a lot of players that go two ways. Shoot, by the fourth quarter, they're they're worn out. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, these are 16, 17-year-old kids and, you know, playing uh, uh, almost um, uh, 48 minutes both ways uh, is going to be a challenge. We saw it with Rowlett this year. You know, they're, they're a lot less players than we've seen on the team that we've seen so far this year. So I think as a whole as a district uh, – you know, even though everybody struggled outside the, the district, I think it's still going to be good at competitive games uh, once we get in district play. Yeah, and when you take a look at Saxe, they uh, lost to a Capel uh, Cowboys team on a big, uh, well, long uh, 58-yard field goal in that game at the, the final second. So they'd be uh, one and one going into the Plano East. And Plano East, unfortunately, uh, not a very good football team. You take a look at Saxe and what they traditionally do, they should be able to handle the Plano East football team this week. So uh, going into district and the outside, uh, 
uh, of district and now then moving into district. You are right, though. You talk about the the district that the teams are playing. They're they're playing with full football teams, and you talk in Allen, whether it's uh, Plano, Plano East. These are football teams that are full, completely full. And I think most of the teams in the Garland ISD, I think I you're absolutely right, Bill. They are suffering, and they're suffering because of the lack of amount of football teams or players on these football teams. And I think that's going to be a difference, especially when it comes time to go into the playoffs. It may really wear on these football teams as they go into the playoffs. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and as you go through the season, I mean, you uh, you think about it, you know injuries add up and, and uh, other things that where you know you might lose a few players along the way, which is going to make that even more of a challenge. Uh, uh, yeah, with uh, players having to play two ways. And that's going to be something that the Rowlett Eagles may end up having to do as they do have guys that can go both sides of the football field. Obviously, the offensive line, defensive line, they're usually right there. Uh, but you're also going to have to probably see some other guys step it up on the defensive side going offense and vice versa. Um, so definitely the key to the season is to remain healthy and you run through there and be ready for the playoffs. So let's see what they end up doing there. Um, as we look at what's going on as far as – the Rowlett Eagles are concerned and the district is concerned knowing what is headed our way uh, for the rest of the season that this district here is going to be something of a challenge as they move forward and we will keep an eye on that here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Well, Bill, we covered a lot of what we were expecting. Didn't get a pre uh, a football game to talk about from last week, although we did get a pretty good idea of what Mother Nature can do from week to week as well out on the football field. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and you know, it, kudos to the UIL for setting these standards, especially with lightning, uh, to make sure that the safety is the most important thing. You know, everybody wants Friday night lights. Uh, you know, football in Texas is just huge. But first things first is there's there's got to be safety concerns. And, you know, we sat there, uh, first of all, stuff in our faces, uh, watching yeah. the, the lightning around <laughs> us. And, um, uh, you know, knowing that if we see lightning, that they'd have to reset for 30 minutes for a 30-minute wait. And we thought we, yeah. we might be able to squeeze it in there about – what was it, about 8.15, 8.30, thinking, okay, well, we might be able to get this. Matter of fact, they even turned on the lights once, and we're thinking, hey, maybe it's going to work, and then all of a sudden, yep. boom, another lightning strike. And it's almost like those lights turned off there. Also, as far as that is concerned, with no games and no makeup games, I think are huge. And forget about the football teams, uh, Bill, uh, but, uh, you know, especially at Plano. Plano is a grass football field. So Plano actually, by not playing in that and making it very sloppy, actually probably saved their, uh, saved their field. Unlike when you look at HBJ and the Homer B. Johnson Stadium, those are turf. Uh, so it wouldn't have had that much of an effect. So I think actually for the field uh, for Rockwall, it's actually a good one as that is an all-natural grass uh, football field. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, shoot, you and I were old school. We played on the grass. I mean, they didn't have these uh, yep. these uh, fields when we were uh, when we were younger. So we we had to play on. And you're absolutely right. You get one game on there where it just beats up that. Uh, um, 
beats up that grass, it, it doesn't recover itself that quickly. I mean, these aren't uh, NFL stadiums that uh, w- would make that uh, difference. Um, so, yeah, I think not playing definitely uh, uh, benef- benefits for this week. And, and it doesn't look like we have any rain to worry about. I think uh, it's, we're going to be able to play and not have anything uh, affecting us. Yeah, that's something to look forward to. It's the Rowlett Eagles. They're going to be at Homer B. Johnson Stadium. 7 p.m. kickoff for that one. Be there. You can catch all the action on the Couch Potato Sports Show, whether you're going directly to the Blog Talk link or you can get on over to site dot com forward slash Rowlett Eagles sports so you can check that out and we'll be all over the Rowlett pages as well as the uh, Garland pages so that's going to do it for us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show anything you want to cover before we're out of here Eagle Eye Bill Cerna which by the way you got your nice intro music there kind of cool <laughs> no I'm looking forward to have finally getting our first uh, home game of the season yeah, getting over to HBJ Stadium, one of our favorite people. Maybe we'll get lucky and we'll run into Homer B. Johnson. And uh, and that's one of the best things about Homer B. Johnson Stadium. He's usually there when there's when it's game night and there's a game at the stadium. So hopefully we'll run into him and uh, have a, a nice little talk with him, as I always look forward to that one as well. So that's going to do it for us here on the pregame show of your Red Eagles taking on the Plano Wildcats. When we come back, it will be Friday night. 7 p.m. over at Homer B. Johnson Stadium. Everybody have a good evening and good day whenever you're listening to this. Have a good one. Bye-bye.